0: Hi everyone, it's Trang here, and welcome to my podcast, Tape This, where I interview local artists and learn more about them. Today, I have Jay Maxwell with me, and Jay is a poet and writer with published work, Um, and he's going to be joining us via audio. We're actually on a a phone call right now. Um, He's not able to be in person with me, so we're going to be able to to, um, just have our interview via the phone, so if there's any audio issues, that's why. Um, I wanted to say thank you so much, Jay, for taking the time out of your evening to be on the show today. How's your week going so far?
1: We've been a lot better now that I'm feeling better from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, leading up to that week, uh, i would just been on vacation. So it was an interesting way to come back from vacation. and mm-hmm. pull, pull But uh, now I'm starting to get back on my feet. so um, So that's real nice.
0: Good. Well I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm so sorry you, you had uh, you got COVID. I know it's not fun at all. Um, but it sounds like you're definitely doing a lot better. Um yes, and
2: it's unpleasant
1: to say the least.
0: Yes, yes. And you know, tell send Christina our, our best wishes for her as well. Um I know y'all both um are going through it right now, but you know, we're sending you all the healing and the love from the community.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I the
0: Yes, and happy belated birthday, by the way. I know that your birthday just passed a couple weeks ago. So how was that for you?
1: It was good. So that's part of why I was on vacation. Um, one of my buddies uh, contacted me a while ago and said, hey, man, you should do something for your birthday. What if we went on vacation? Ooh, uh, Vacation sounds amazing because mm-hmm. I haven't had- oh wow no, no. Uh, his parents had this beautiful little condo uh about 300 feet from the beach in Cocoa beach florida it's on the atlantic side of florida oh wow um it was it was stunning uh yeah. the beach itself was probably one of the cleanest i've ever been on
2: mm-hmm. wow. um it
1: was super reassuring because uh yeah, San Diego could take a lesson or two. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the, the weather was pristine for the most part. Mm-hmm. It, it was on our parade. Um, we were supposed to go to Cape Canaveral, but because of the, uh, or not Cape Canaveral, uh, this Kennedy Space Station. Not Space Center. Oh, hmm Yeah, not the station. That's up in the sky.
2: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it rained super bad, so we couldn't go. But anyways, um got to have some awesome seafood, I had a great day at the beach, and uh, I got a new tattoo on my birthday with my buddy. Oh,
0: nice. Okay. What what tattoo did y'all get? Or did y'all you-
1: uh, ampersand? So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's got, like, a little dragon in the shirt of an
0: ant, uh, oh, that is really cool. I can't wait to see that. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it was his first tattoo. It's my, like, ninth, but who's
0: <laughs> Oh, um, that's really cool. He got his first tattoo with you. Oh, and you said this is your best friend?
1: It, yes, it's one of my life. I, I, I think of him like a brother. Oh, uh, to if, if you listen you're my girl
0: for life oh i love that so let's get started um jay if you don't mind i'd love to talk um talk to you more about your your writing and really learn more about you as as an artist because you know i i think we've known each other for for many years now and this would be you know our first true conversation really digging deep and getting to know you a lot more so, um, if you don't mind sharing, you know how you got started in writing. How how old were you?
1: Um, it was eighth. No, sixth. it was seventh or eighth grade, middle school. I want to oh. say when I wrote my first poem, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, it was part of an assignment. But I didn't. <laughs> I took the assignment seriously, but I didn't like it because the one of filling fill in the blank were like half the poems already written for you mm. and it did not suit what I wanted to say. So I ended up crossing a lot of it out mm. and like liked the way it looked. So I had my mom retype it with the parts that I wrote
0: underlined. Okay. Which
1: I had a more legible copy of gotcha. um, what well, was not, because I didn't have, like, I, I'm a guy. I don't have cleanest, neatest handwriting. <laughs> You know, but if I was going to turn it in, I wanted to, to at least look good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The teacher uh, was impressed. Um, they, they they told me that it was quite good. Oh. Yeah, you know, I you know it's cool, but at the time I was kind of like, woo. Because <laughs> I I didn't I it didn't matter to me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't take writing seriously yet. It wasn't something I was passionate about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to my freshman year of high school. So, about two years, year and a half, thereabouts. Um, I really got into writing fiction. And I still write fiction, but um, it's not my primary focused um it's of a project for me mm-hmm. um and i'll get into that later but um yeah so uh, i started writing fiction and then sophomore year of high school i started having a lot more emotional problems
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's when i started re- like relying on poetry as an outlet oh wow and- yeah, it was, it was what you would expect of high school poetry, you know. It's <laughs> dark. And, and angsty and over-emotional. And,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was right there with you. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, you know, I had a couple of journals of that, and they're, they're still around somewhere. Um, uh, not a lot of that made the cut. Okay. But there were a couple of gems that got polished up and edited and you know, smoothed out, and uh, a couple of them are actually featured in my book.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, so you have some poetry from when you were really young. Wow.
1: I do. Um, Yeah, no, like, my poetry, um, I have poetry that, so, like, my process is weird. Like, I'll just kind of jump into that. Like, sometimes, like, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Sometimes you write a poem and, like, it's not necessarily the first draft, is the finished draft, but, like, you write a poem and you sit with it and you edit it for, like, you know, an hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's done. And you're, you're satisfied, mm-hmm. you're happy with it. You look back at it, you know, a week, a month, a year, and it stays the same.
0: Yeah.
1: I have other poems where I write it And I stay with it for you know three days, Mm -hmm. and I put it away. And I go back to it a week later, and I stay with it for another three days. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a month. (laughs) I
2: know. Yeah,
0: I I definitely do resonate with that. And those are the ones that make my head hurt because I'm like, this is so good, but I can't finish it.
1: exactly it's like almost there
0: yeah it's like right there it's so frustrating but
1: <laughs> like it's not done
2: yet
0: yeah I've had like I go back to poems that I wrote like literally seven years ago and I'm like maybe if I reread it again maybe something will click and sometimes it does but it's so hard I have a
1: poem like that that I just shared with somebody okay. um, on twitter I've been doing, um, Twitter has these things called spaces. Mm -hmm. And I've been getting more into those to help uh, hone my reading voice. Okay. There's maybe like
0: open mics online and whatnot. Oh, how cool! Yeah, you know I love that that you've been practicing that performing aspect because, you know, I, I don't know when you um you started going to RVC open mics, but that's you know that's how we know each other and you've been a consistent member of of our events and everything and I've just I love I have loved seeing you progress and and grow and gain more confidence in your performances.
1: Yeah, well, so my, my history with RBC is weird because, like, when I first started going, I was still an addict. No. Oh, really?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: No, my original readings at RBC, I was drunk or I was high. Oh. I was... No, I was numb uh-huh. on the stick. So, like, I wasn't feeling what I was reading. I wasn't feeling the pressure or the anxiety because I was shutting myself down to it okay. and it made it a lot easier to perform yeah. poetry because mm-hmm. all I had to do was read
0: yeah
1: yeah you have to feel all the other BS to sit you
0: know
1: yeah and, um, and then the pandemic happened
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know there goes public speaking
2: Mm. And then
1: I decided, well, this is a great time for me to try and get sober. And everybody's like, you're crazy. Why are you going to get sober during the pandemic? Mm, Okay. going to be bored. I was (laughs) like, this is a perfect time for me to focus on myself. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: all the time in the world to not worry about anything but
2: me. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I, I got furloughed. And... Um, all this other stuff so i was like all right i have all this time mm-hmm. i might as well use it for something productive and
2: constructive mm. and so i did
0: wow first of all i am so proud of you i had i had number one no idea you know i've i've heard you speak about your journey with addiction and everything but for some reason i felt like this was like way in the past for you so to know that it was, you know, still fairly recent, um, that's amazing. Congratulations!
1: Yeah, um, I actually just came up on two years of sobriety. Oh my May.
0: goodness! Wow! Congratulations, Jay! I'm so yeah. proud of you. That's that's really something to be proud of.
1: Yeah, no, it feels great. Yeah. It's so let to say the least. Oh my
0: gosh. Um, well, I know we're going to talk more here um, in a bit about, you know, the, the addiction um, and everything that you um, you went through and that process, but I want to, um, if you don't mind, I want to take it back to your journey as a writer and how you got started. Um, can you name some people or, or, you know, some things that were your biggest sources of inspiration when you were, you know, writing
2: yeah. So,
1: um, obviously, starting out as a fiction writer
2: mm-hmm. and
1: with an interest in fantasy, um, Tolkien was instrumental. Mm, okay. Who, and something a lot of people don't know about Tolkien, except big Tolkien fans, is he's also a poet. Mm, okay. And he's actually a uh, quite a lyrical poet, to say the least. Um, so, if you're not familiar with Tolkien's poetry, I
0: mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Okay, um, I'll definitely have to check that out.
1: Yeah, if you like fantasy mm-hmm. and you want to hear some awesome stuff about Middle Earth, put mm-hmm. poetry.
0: Okay. You're you're gonna
1: have some fun. Uh, it's 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 good it's good stuff.
0: Okay,
1: nice. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's also a poet, which kind of started me inkling towards poetry mm-hmm. and then i started having my emotional problems and i just started writing my own mm-hmm. without a lot of inspiration from anybody in particular
2: mm-hmm.
1: like i liked pope but mm-hmm, not yeah. because of like his craft i just liked that he was dark and twisted and i felt
0: like there's oh got okay i gotcha
1: <laughs> no <laughs> um yeah he just you know he spooked me on on an emotional level mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh a craft uh
2: like uh, a writing style level um now that i'm older and i've
1: studied his work in a more refined manner i also appreciate his style but um oh was probably the first poet that I was like inspired by. Wow! Like
2: really
0: inspired. That by. That is so cool. First of all, me too. Like I, I feel like we have so many connections. I'm learning about right now. Cause me too. Like, <coughs> excuse me. He was um, he was he was one of the first poets I ever like heard of and read, and his cadences and his his content honestly too was um. It was
1: so deep and i loved it absolutely yeah no and i know it's cliche but the raven man it's uh oh
0: yeah <laughs> it's a classic oh. <laughs> it
1: was forevermore i know stop <laughs> my heart yeah uh, i love poe so much i have artwork of poe oh like a couple of pieces one of which is actually by a local artist uh it's just a print, but uh, the artist is uh, Project Zero Art. Mm, okay. uh, uh, Juan Cornejo. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a Poe print, uh, a piece of art depicting Poe as like a zombie. Oh, or, like, I think I
0: know exactly what piece you're talking about. I've seen that. That's uh,
1: awesome. Poe or something like that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's so cool. I would love to own the original, but unfortunately i do not i do not have a place for it at the moment uh, i gotcha it's really bothersome because if i had a place for it i'd probably, probably buy it <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> one
0: day. i
1: hope nobody else gets to it before i do
0: yeah
2: it's
1: a good piece uh anyways but yeah is definitely one of my favorites yeah. um and then as I got older and I went to college, um, I became much more politically inclined mm-hmm. and much more rebellious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also when my addictions started.
0: Okay.
1: Um, um, I was actually sober through high school.
0: Okay. And
1: college, that's when I've made up for all of the lost time.
0: Gotcha. I understand. Um, I, I, I had
1: a 3.8 honors GPA in high school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I first semester I was flunked out. Due mm. to substance abuse. Mm, wow. Yeah, and it did not really get better. Um, I lost college. uh Anyways. Wow. The, uh, this, um, you were asking me about my, my uh, poetic influences. Um, I was into Ginsburg and... Uh, um, Walt, Walt Whitman like he, he his free verse with Leaves of Grass is legendary in my opinion mm-hmm. um, I, I was a big fan of the uh, the naturalist poets like uh, Robert Frost
2: mm-hmm. oh, um,
1: yeah. uh, I was also a big fan of other beat poets like uh, T.S.
2: Eliot mm-hmm. uh Kerouac, um, yeah, and then um, I
1: became introduced with spoken word and slam poetry, mm. and I discovered artists like Annie Mojigani and Taylor Molly
2: mm-hmm.
1: Buddy Wakefield, Buddy Wakefield being my favorite. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's when I started trying to emulate long form poetry.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Initially, myself would be like forced rhyme, it, it, it was more formal basis. Um, and then I discovered free verse mm. and then I discovered slam poetry free verse.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was just like, oh, this. This is what I've been looking for. Yeah. And, um, I actually wrote my first slam poem um, my second year of college. Oh, wow. And I... I never memorized it. I've always been kind of shitty at memorizing pieces. <laughs> Not something I find is my strong suit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um... Like I'll be able to memorize like pieces. Yeah. But like the the whole like the whole thing, no. I <laughs> I have like a reference material.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, it's it it was a lot easier for me to get on stage whenever I was on substances.
0: And mm. um, yeah gotcha that i mean that makes sense you know whenever i first started performing and doing open mics like i felt like i always had to be like pretty tipsy because otherwise i would be like shaking in my boots and it it kind of like it helped you feel more confident but then i would look back at my performances personally and i'd be like man i was slurring all of that poem
2: <laughs> Run me it wasn't
1: really like I didn't like getting super drunk before reading mm-hmm. I was really high oh okay like I like smoke like a lot of weed I pop like some Xanax and
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, like just a- anxiety what anxiety gotcha but then I would
0: Talk kind of like this, man. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm laughing at you saying that because now I'm hearing all your performances where you
2: sounded like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah.
1: Um, it was... It was different. Um,
0: yeah. And I want to ask you, Jake, Um, I think we... Spoke about this in a separate conversation, but recently um, you mentioned to me that uh, you know you and you and Christina like y'all aren't originally from Texas, um, and so so when did you when did y'all move here and come to um, you know come to Texas and and can you tell us about how you found the scene and and everything um, in Arlington and in DFW?
1: Yeah, so um. Wife and I originally met in college in Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, as I kind of mentioned a little earlier, I was originally—well, originally I'm from Seattle, mm. and then Seattle. I went to Vegas, and mm-hmm. then when I graduated high school, I went to Reno.
2: Mm.
1: And in Reno is where I developed all of my bad habits. Okay, um, and. Uh, Tina mm-hmm. and I, we moved out here after she got an Austin awesome job opportunity, mm-hmm. and once solidified her role with that, I followed suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in, like, late 2015.
0: Oh,
2: okay.
1: Yeah, it was about late 2015, because I graduated
2: 2014.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was late 2015, I want to say, like, October 2015 when we moved out to originally to Irving, Texas. Oh, okay. And Irving, Texas does not have much of an art scene. hmm Like, you know, if they do, I was not able to find it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that is not the trying. Because in trying to find an art scene in the Texas area, mm-hmm. I found that Deep Ellum has a very strong art scene. Mm-hmm. I found that Worth has an up-and-coming art scene. Mm -hmm. And I felt that Arlington, at the time of my search, had an up-and-coming art scene.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, And art scenes go hand-in-hand with poetry.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And I was looking to get back into Spoken Word and Open Mics Mm -hmm. because that was something that I just... You know, it was it was something fun for me to do. It was a way for me to meet new people, mm-hmm. it was a way for me to get out of the house mm-hmm. and do something,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, not have to spend a, a bunch of money to do it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Dallas nightlife is expensive.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: it is.
1: <laughs> uh, so. It's not as expensive as Vegas.
0: Oh, Vegas. yeah, I can't imagine.
1: Vegas doesn't be, but it's still pricey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, nonetheless, um, <laughs> 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 um, so I uh, I was on Facebook, just you know, start scene, Dallas, start scene light mm-hmm. night near Irving. Mm-hmm. You know, just doing a, a number of searches and um, I think one of the events that came up, I don't think it was RBC, mm-hmm. I actually heard about RBC by word of mouth from somebody at, oh, it was the event, it was the fire spinning event that was held at the same location at uh, Shipping and Receiving.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Um uh I I I know what group you're talking about, I think, but I can't no, think of their name we, right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: <you know>, it's, <laughs> <not>, it's not <laughs> not was it firebeats that's, that's it. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> so I went a Fire Beats event because um that was a scene that seemed to speak to me. Okay. Mm. In Reno, there's a, a, a large Burning Man culture because it's oh. so cool. The black okay. are, like, it's literally a two-hour drive
0: mm-hmm.
1: from Burning Man.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, Lots, lots of Um <laughs> which was, you know, cool because I liked to party with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those people had access to all sorts of illicit substances that I like doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Anyways, I was like, yeah, cool. I will go and I will meet new people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, and obviously being an addict at the time, I was thinking, cool, I'll be able to make new connects. But oh, I was awesome. also thinking, like, cool, I'll be able to, like, meet people other like-minded individuals that like art and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I showed up to that and I met uh, Tina. Mm-hmm. I forget her last name. Um just remarried, so I don't... Oh. Anyways. Doesn't matter. I don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
0: I gotcha.
1: <laughs> so, um... I met Tina, and she was a fire spinner.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I got in line to do some fire spinning. I borrowed somebody's pole because fire fire spinning is something I used to do in Reno. I still do it on occasion. It's just not something I do very often mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, her and I got to talk, and she's like, so what else do you like do? I was like, well, I'm a writer. She's like, oh, you're a writer. What kind of writing do you do? I was like, well, I, I primarily do poetry. She's like, oh, you have to come to RBC. Oh. And that's how I found out about RBC. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. I love that. You know, word of mouth is so beneficial to art communities these days. I'm Absolutely. Just, yeah, and I love that, um, you know, and it's really cool that, you know, it took so long for, for us to get to this conversation, you know, because I've known you for so many years through RVC, but like I've, you know, we've never actually had a full conversation. I've just seen you share your work. And so it's cool kind of, <coughs> excuse me, kind of watching that journey and that growth
2: over yeah. time.
0: So that's, that's really neat. And then just kind of hearing it from your own perspective and point of view of how it went down for you getting into the community. That's, that's so cool
1: yeah no, it was uh sorry, I know that was a little bit of a roundabout story, but no, i no. Promise, I got there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, no, you're good, and I wanted to um share with the audience if y'all didn't already know me and Jake both have a d h d and I was telling him earlier my meds ha wore, wore off like early in the day, so <laughs> we're probably kind of talking you know all over the place, so if y'all are following us, thank you for being here. <laughs> And if you're not following us, you need to get on our level. Right, right. So I want to talk about, um, you know, we've already touched on your your poetry and your writing process, which is very similar to mine because of us, like, having that ADHD and trying to just get something real quick and easy out. And so I want to share, I want you to share, if you don't mind, about the, um, really about, also your, your publishing process because I know you do um you know you do editing like um you edit uh books and, and things like that. Um but you also have a poetry book that you recently released um called Sober Thoughts from the crazy house. So yeah, cool. if you don't mind kind of talking about that and sharing that that journey with us.
1: Yeah, so um I'll touch on the editing bit first because no, that's
0: gonna
1: be important cool. sweet. At least seven. can make way. Yeah. Um, so I, w- uh, what I went to school for, I, I got a degree in creative writing um, with the intention of going into the publishing industry as an editor. Mm-hmm. So I will do freelance editing mm-hmm. uh, for people um, for whatever they throw my way, whether it's a memoir, a cookbook, you know, okay. It doesn't matter what it's like. It, it could be a, a, a training manual. Okay. Uh, like if it, somebody it needs editing done, like I can edit it. Uh, I I I know the rules of the English language you have
2: yeah. better
1: than like that's it's my jam.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. That's not to say that I'm perfect. I always recommend more than one editor and I recommend that no matter whether or not I touch it or not and I say that because uh, professional publishers always have more than one editor
0: oh okay
1: Um, it, it, like, at least for the, the larger publishing houses mm-hmm. they have they have copy editors they have line editors they have content editors they oh. have, they have like wow. four different,
0: i didn't even uh, know that that was a full full industry but i mean that makes sense because you know having just one set of eyes doesn't see the full picture so exactly. having the multiple people focusing on different things is beneficial
1: exactly because some people like some people you like the nuts and bolts really well mm-hmm. I have a really bad handle on like flow,
0: mm-hmm.
1: general content. Gotcha. So that's why I always suggest it's better to have more than one set of eyes. I always recommend at least two sets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I tell people that every time I edit, I have not done a lot of editing gigs. Mm-hmm. I've also been My to get a lot of them because I've been really busy with my own work. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't want to take away from myself.
0: Right, yeah, that's, that's so important to you. I, I want to kind of just focus on what you just said because sometimes when you're good at, you know, a skill that you also partake in and you start using that as a service, sometimes you kind of forget to take care of yourself because you're servicing others.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's not something that I do quickly. Like, whenever somebody gives me something to edit, like, I go through that line by line. I usually read it two or three times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I usually notice different things in different passes. Like, sometimes, like, I'll go back on something I, I and be like, you know what, no, that's fine the way it is. I see what they're doing now, and I'll delete my comment. Like, mm. you know, like I, I like to really give them a thorough, edit. just mm-hmm. like that's what, that's what they're paying for. That's mm-hmm. what, it, it's what they deserve.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, yeah. So that's that's my editing stage. Nice. Um, getting to sober thoughts. Sober thoughts is. That's my baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to put it bluntly, um, that, that is a, a labor of love
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and in turmoil and trials and tribulations. Um, Silver Thoughts from the Crazy House is the culmination of my mental illness and addiction and recovery and overcoming of. The mental illnesses mm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so i was an addict for roughly 12 years
0: mm, wow
1: yeah like 11 and a half mm-hmm. um and I- i'm not gonna get into the dirty details of what uh, if you want more of those you're more than welcome to look at my book yeah get
0: the book <laughs>
1: yeah um but the uh, the gist of it is, um, I was self medicating mm-hmm. with a litany of substances mm-hmm. uh, for my mental health issues that I was not getting diagnosed, that I was not seeking help for, that I was doing everything I could not to seek help for. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't even just avoiding; it. I was actively ignoring it, mm. um, and intentionally so. Yeah, because I was having—I was under the impression that I was having fun, mm. while I was really just slowly killing myself and driving myself into an early grave. Yeah. Uh, so after. 12 years, I finally realized that um, like, okay, so fast forward from Reno to Texas, I lost all my connects. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had to kind of reevaluate my course in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sobered up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a, a happy like, oh boy, I get to tr- give it a a new shot. It was more like a, oh great! I don't know anybody out here.
2: Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't
0: have any plugs out here. <laughs> definitely. So it was
1: definitely not a uh, a happy-go-lucky process.
0: Right. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, there was a lot of uh, forced smiles and. Mm. <laughs> And you know, these days where I I was ready to just fucking throw in the towel and go call the college campus and be like, hey, hey, and you kids want to buy some drugs? Oh my like gosh. With, it was super creepy. Oh and I'm gosh. aware of this. Like, but like that's how desperate I was getting. Mm-hmm. And there's
0: she was ugly. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm, I'm just imagining. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was in a bad way. Yeah. No. So, um.
1: Finally, started meeting people and getting bugs for this, that, and the other. And
0: if, if I may ask, um, real quick, you don't have to go in full detail if you're not comfortable. But how was, you know, how was your wife? dealing or um you know what were her thoughts during this process
1: um i'm not going to speak on her behalf Mm -hmm. um for her own sake um i will say that when we were in college we were uh very well associated in a lot of the same things
0: Mm, i gotcha
1: um and given her current status, I don't
0: want to go deeper than that. Yeah, no worries. Okay, I didn't know if it was um, if uh, like y'all had similar lifestyles or if it was different. So okay, I gotcha.
1: No, we we met because we had similar lifestyles. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Okay, okay. I'm understanding. So are y'all both also now on the same path? You know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. Not, not that
2: bad. That's awesome. So he sobered up two
1: years. A year and a half, two years roughly before writing. He's coming up on four years in October.
0: Oh my goodness, wow, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, she is a huge inspiration.
2: Mm-hmm. And, wow. uh,
0: I love that. And, and that's so important too to have that good support system in your partner because, you know, that's if, if, if two people are going on a certain path and no one's saying, hold up, hold up, we gotta stop this, then it's just gonna keep continuing. So it's good that, you know, someone registered that and then it kind of, you know, helped you whenever you were ready.
1: Yeah, the only thing I regret about that scenario is that I didn't join her sooner.
0: Okay, I understand.
1: Um, and for a number of reasons.
2: hmm
0: some some
1: selfish, some selfless.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, there's there's two sides on that coin, and okay. uh, they're weighted pretty equally. Um,
0: well, I'm happy for y'all. That's, I mean, I'm proud of both of you. That's amazing to hear.
1: It is. No, it's, 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 it's a huge relief, and I, uh, I don't like to think of where I would be now if I had continued down that road because Mm -hmm. where I ended up again Mm
2: -hmm.
1: after finding those new connects and all that, Mm -hmm. I realized I was going down the same path again and I realized that path only leads
2: to three places. Mm
1: -hmm. It leads to death, it Mm -hmm. leads to prison or leads to sobriety Mm -hmm. and i didn't like the other two
0: right
1: so i chose the only one that made any sense
2: yeah
1: and some people may disagree with me and say no that's that's not all the options that there are you know that you can argue with me all you want on it Mm -hmm. there's, there's some other options i'm more than all ears for them uh, I just, at, at that moment, for me, did not see any of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. You know, sometimes life takes you different places, but it sounds like you and your wife both are in so much better places. And, I mean, you freaking released a whole poetry book. That is amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm actually working on two more. Um, one is currently with... My publisher, mm-hmm. for consideration, mm-hmm. he hasn't determined whether or not he wants to publish it yet, yeah. and that's totally fine. I, I'm eagerly waiting his response.
0: Can you um, can you share with the audience and, and myself as well? Like, how do you find a publisher that you know that you know um, trust that type of thing? How do you find your publisher?
1: So. <sighs> Um, mine, I found in a very unorthodox kind of, <laughs> happen mm-hmm. um, I found it online.
0: Okay. Did, did you just Google things like that? Like, I I don't even know that process. That's so cool.
1: Yes. So, okay. There's, there's, this is one I rep- recommend to everybody starting out. hmm through the publishing process, there is a site called Submittable. Okay. And, and they have open calls for submissions.
2: Mm, okay.
1: And for hundreds, if not thousands, of different publishing agencies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Some of them are paid submissions, some of them are free submissions, some of them are. Uh, Submissions that pay you if you get published. Some of them are submissions that, you know, you'll get a free copy. And some of them are just submissions for the sake of exposure. Okay. None of them are better or worse than any of the others. Mm. Uh, It's all going to come down to whether or not you think it is a suitable place for your writing. Okay. That is the most important thing. If you think that is as the writer, that this journal or press or publishing house or whatever it is
2: mm-hmm.
1: is suitable for your craft, okay, that's the first question you would ask yourself. Second is, what is your goal with this submission? Is it to be part of an anthology? Is it to have a manuscript considered because a lot of places they don't accept entire manuscripts, they accept samples. And then, if they like the sample,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they'll review the rest of it. Um, so it, it comes down to a lot of questions that you, as the writer, have to ask yourself. And then you also have to ask yourself, obviously, how much money are you willing to spend on the potential of getting a rejection letter?
0: Okay.
1: Because not every press wants to have a million submissions. So they weed out the people that don't want to pay to be read.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With, I um, have feelings about paid submissions.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I personally have not paid for any
1: yet, but I have considered it. Mm-hmm. Um, for my next depending on what my publisher says about this collection, if he says he likes it and he wants to publish it then I don't have to do it, anything mm-hmm. <laughs> but if not his jam which I will absolutely, completely respect um, then I am going to consider some paid submissions just based on um whether or not I think they're the right home for this collection. Mm, Okay. And I'll probably set, like, a a limit. Like, I will not pay more than X amount for a single submission. Mm. And I'll probably set a number of submissions aside I like, and I will not submit to more than this many places at this amount. Mm. and kind of approach it with that mindset
0: Mm -hmm. okay
1: because I'm a broke writer I
0: got
1: you I don't don't have money coming out my ears uh, to you know 150 rejection letters
0: yeah 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 I got you
1: so yeah but submittable uh, s-u-b-m-i-t-t-a-b-l-e submittable
0: Perfect. Thank you for that share. I um, really appreciate because I just like I said I had don't know anything about that process. I didn't I did mine through Amazon, like self-publishing through KDP Amazon. I'm so
1: it's really cool. A phenomenal resource and mm-hmm. nothing against self-publishing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. uh for our first time publishing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I feel truly blessed to have been able to to go traditional route.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, like I said, my publisher kind of fell into my lap. <laughs> um, I found it on Facebook
2: mm-hmm.
1: and was immediately drawn to it. Uh, the name of the publisher is Dumpster Fire Press.
2: Okay.
1: And the name of my book is Sober Thoughts from the really Crazy House.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I you're like, selling- that works, that, that mesh as well
1: oh uh, it's like mm-hmm. this is a map in that
0: yeah yeah that's really cool when when those things fall in line and, and come together that's a sign that you're on the right path
1: yeah so i emailed the guy i was like hey i don't know if you're open to submissions right now <laughs> i don't know if you're gonna like my work this is uh, uh me i'm doing this on the work mm-hmm. i have not published before
2: mm-hmm.
1: but this is my collection this is what it's based on let me know what you think and I sent it to him and I hear back from the guy in about a month he's like hey yeah cool I like it and like, I was like oh cool he likes it
2: <laughs> I think,
1: like, yeah, he's just being nice or something mm-hmm. and then like another month goes by he's like yeah so the release date and I was like
0: oh my gosh <laughs> whoa whoa whoa, wow. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I was like, "Wait a second That is, yeah.
0: Yeah. oh my gosh, that is too cool.
1: It, it was exhilarating. Yeah, uh, I, I literally like, I would scream.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> all over. This cat ran out of the office. Oh my
0: gosh!
1: <laughs> it was a whole to do. <laughs> that
0: I'm so happy for you. That's so, such a cool feeling oh my gosh it was uh
1: it was one of the best and like it was right around uh my one year anniversary oh mm-hmm. yeah uh, of being sober so oh, like of a,
0: being sober. wow uh,
1: yeah the book came out a week before my one year anniversary
0: wow that's perfect because it's just everything just falls in line and it's like such a great sign that you're on on the right path of your life wow
1: yeah no it, it was surreal mm-hmm. and like i told the guy that he's like sorry what you're saying is you want me to push him and i was like no oh, no, no. no, no, no.
2: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah no it was he was funny uh, so cool. but uh yeah so my experience with finding a publisher is not the typical experience. I gotcha. And, uh, uh, I'm grateful for that. Yeah.
0: And it's so inspirational to hear for, you know, writers like, like myself who are looking to, to publish and everything. It's it's great to hear that those moments do happen. So, can you share with us, uh, Jake, where we can find your book? Yeah.
1: Um, so, it's available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only $8. Mm-hmm. So, That's uh,
2: mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's, steal.
1: Uh, it's very affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a uh, paperback version. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently released it on Kindle. Uh, and so if you have Kindle Unlimited, it is completely free. Oh, wow. I have a Kindle device, but not Unlimited. Mm-hmm. It is a reasonable $3. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah. Um, I, uh I may fix the upload for the Kindle. Okay. Or, you know, I may have to go back and change the upload because some of the file looks like it got, um, it just, it just looks a little messed up. Oh, okay, so I gotcha. I uh, need to make sure, like, essentially, and, or mm-hmm. like, it's, it's you Kindle know, and see what it looks like on mm-hmm. the Kindle. Okay. I need mean, to, uh,
0: yeah, if y'all are out there listening and you have a Kindle, reach out to Jake. He needs your help.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the table of contents to see if
0: it's formatted properly. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> well awesome yeah everyone go check out the book and um you know if you follow uh jake at his um whenever he goes to the open mics including rvc open mic you'll hear some great poetry from from his book and he usually has books to sell there too um jake if you don't mind i would like to take a short break and then we're going to come back and talk more about other the other writing projects you have going on and some other you know creative hobbies and interests you have your, your hands in
2: yeah
0: definitely all righty so we'll be right back y'all all All right y'all so we are back here with jay maxwell the poet and writer and um we were just learning more about his um his book sober thoughts from the crazy house I wanted to touch on um, Jake. You had mentioned briefly, you know, that you you have done fiction and fantasy work in the past. Um, can you talk about, you know, some potential writing projects you have going on, and maybe share a little bit of of what's going on there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd I'd love to actually. Um, <laughs> so I have a project in the works with uh, a co-author of mine. Um, his uh, pen name is R.T. Jenkins.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um he is a previous roommate from college. Oh. Uh, so he and I go back uh ooh, eight years.
0: Oh wow. Nine years?
2: Ten years?
1: Nine or ten years.
2: Something wow. like that. Wow. So,
1: so um and he and I have been working on this project for ooh <laughs> longer than we probably should have. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's making its headway. Um we've been working on it since probably twenty thirteen.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, we'll say twenty thirteen. That sounds about right. No. What 2014. Yeah, probably
0: 2014.
1: Okay, so about nine years. Yeah. Um, and we spent probably two years doing the world-building process.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Where we developed the entire landmass that the story is taking place on and the different races and Legends and uh, an entire history, and just really getting into it. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, it's very highly developed as far as that goes. It has a lot of community for us to build on it. Um, Storyline that we're working on currently is. It's the, we call it the Rise of Villainy series. Uh huh. And it's essentially going to be a story about um, a band of rogues, Mm -hmm. like thieves, assassins, and other (laughs) miscreants who come together to essentially create a cartel.
2: And,
1: okay. <laughs> over- and expand their uh, foothold in the world from that city into uh, an international syndicate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then eventually they get hired to go and assassinate a an emperor.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And... All the while, there's you know there there's there's drugs involved. There's there's prostitution. There's gambling. Mm-hmm. There's it touches on pretty much every every foothold of what you would expect from a gang or a, a cartel or a mob or you know insert group of you know miscreants here. Yeah. Um, it, it portrays like political issues and societal issues and how you know the world like and, like things that are problems in our current day and age in our modern
2: society that we see right here right now. Mm, really. okay.
1: Um. So it's it's supposed to be uh, like a political, socio-political commentary.
0: Mm, okay
1: within the confines of this fantasy story about these anti-heroes mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know it's just, it's a story about villains really
2: yeah,
1: yeah. um yeah it's uh, the way we put it is it's kind of like uh breaking bad meets great meets game of thrones
0: oh okay interesting
1: um, it, As far as like a, a story synopsis, like if I had to like give it a a, a, a quick spin.
0: That, yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> that that's how we how we put. That it is straight. pretty
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, so we're uh, we're on chapter. Oh, What are we chapter are we on? We just finished chapter nineteen. Okay. We're at like. 120 thousand words
0: oh wow wow
1: yeah it's, it's gonna be a lengthy book mm-hmm. uh, we're already expecting that it's going to be four to five books okay. this year so this this is the first book we're already expecting the first book we're have to end up being broken into two books
0: wow.
1: we're not
2: be', in Korea. Uh-huh. be seen.
1: <laughs> we're, we're open to it.
2: Original was
1: supposed to be a trilogy mm-hmm. now,
2: more likely that it's
1: going to be a quartet or a quintet. Okay. Uh, so we'll see how it pans out. But uh, yeah, um, after the assassination, there's going to be a guild war and a schism of of, of interests, and you know, somebody's going to try and take. A position as uh, you know, revered, like political position, so mm-hmm. uh, like this dude who's like the leader of a gang, who now has a legitimate position of power.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, like so, like I said, there's a lot. It's it's there's going to be a lot going on with it. Yeah. It's-
0: well, I'm excited. Um, any. I know y'all been working on it for a while, but any set year you're thinking?
1: No, we're not trying to rush it.
0: Deadline? Yeah, I gotcha.
1: We, we, obviously, um, (laughs) (laughs)
2: um,
1: it's not something we really as a a think it's a deadline for. Mm -hmm. Um, we're hoping to be done with the first book slash. Two books, um, in the next year and a half,
2: mm-hmm. maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, if we keep up the pace that we have done, um, that's totally doable.
0: Okay.
2: So
1: now that's just for the completion of the writing. It doesn't count the editing portion. Uh, yeah. I think it's a considerable amount of time.
0: hmm I got you. I don't nice. For that part.
1: But because <laughs> I'm always the most nitpicky with my own work.
0: Oh, <laughs> I yeah. understand that. No. I do understand yeah.
1: that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, I'll pour over every letter,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we're hoping to be looking for an agent in a year and a half to two years mm, Okay. because with fiction and fantasy specifically typically you don't just go to publishers you go to an agent an agent will say gay
2: or nay mm-hmm. uh, they say nay you gotta f- keep find, looking for an agent because
1: mm-hmm. find one that will represent you and then once you find one that represents you they will take it to XYZ publishers and fight for you.
0: Mm, okay.
1: You know, it's it's a whole other ball game. For that one, we've also considered self-publishing, mm. but after I want to just jump straight to self-publishing for it. So Gosh, yes. it's uh, there, there. There are pros and cons both ways, and. Yeah. I recognize both
0: yeah well good luck to y'all it sounds like a a really you know big task and big journey and you know i'm glad y'all have stuck it through these past nine nine years and going because i'm excited to see what what that's going to be when it publishes
1: yeah it was i mean it was kind of dead in the water for a couple years because he was a phd student and Mm. i would work and with my poetry
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah so it just it just was kind of like okay we're gonna table this <laughs> uh, and just kind of sat there but right yeah we made a promise to each other a long time ago not at that point and now that he's finished with his PhD and he has more time writing and I have uh, a better handle on how to balance my time because I'm no longer spending so much of it trying to find and do drugs. Right, right.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's panning out much better. Mm. Uh, and uh, another project that I'm working on, this one's a personal project. Um, I'm actually working on a memoir
0: oh okay
1: it is going to be an in-depth chronicle of my development of my mental illnesses mm. and my addiction and the overcoming of them so wow. that's that one's taking a while to write because I have to one get all of the stories straight
0: mm, okay. <laughs>
1: you out like, did that happen first or did that
0: happen
1: first? uh yeah and you know really like sit down with my thoughts and figure mm. out and sometimes i can't decide so i have to ask other people like bro i don't know i'm like oh, you're no help mm-hmm. and, and then there's the problem of um so one of the other uh, mental illnesses that i have is ptsd
0: okay
1: so whenever I start reliving an experience in my head about, you know, X, Y, Z, I really relive the experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. You know, it, uh, it, the, the, some of the stories can take me to a really dark place.
0: I gotcha. It
1: really pulls me out of the, the writing mode. Yeah. So that one's a little bit more slow going for that reason. But um, It's coming along I'm probably Optimistically Halfway through it Okay And um, I'm at the part where I get to write A lot of drug scenes uh, <laughs> Those are more fun and entertaining And just, uh, A little bit more laughable um, I am gotcha a high school turmoil
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh,
0: yeah okay well <laughs> I'm yeah I'm looking forward to, to that and um, you know I, I really applaud you you know big kudos to you for being able to be so vulnerable and open about this journey and just being so raw about you know your addiction because that's something that a lot of people can find shame in but I think just speaking about it can make others who are going through the same thing feel more comfortable and safe as well as, you know, it's kind of a healing process to be able to truly talk about your experiences and process them aloud. It's
1: 100% a healing process.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, I get that. So
1: for me, it's very empowering Mm -hmm. as well.
0: Yeah, Uh, because you're taking control of your story and your narrative. yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, and by doing that, I hope to
2: inspire. Mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah, it's
1: uh, it's it's one of those things that I'm uh, very grateful to be able to do, and that I hope my writing speaks to others mm-hmm. to really uh, give them a voice and give them hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's great. I think that's definitely what what it's going to come from, from your memoir. And honestly, even your, your current poetry book, there's so many stories there, um, you know, from the poetry that I've heard, and I even have a copy myself. And it's just so raw. You know, I think it's very relatable. Even if someone doesn't have an addiction, they can... Relate
1: to certain experiences? Well, part of the thing that I was going for with the poetry book, and I'm actually working on a second volume of it too. That's the other project I have in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides the, so I have two poetry projects in the works. This is the second of the poetry projects, is volume two of Silver Godspeed.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But the, the goal with those. Books with Silverhawks from the Crazy House volumes one and two, is first and foremost for me to get my story out there. Mm-hmm. Um for for my own sake, for my own selfish purposes, to, mm-hmm. to do myself and, and let myself heal. Yeah. The second point is to let other people know that it's okay to do so to mm-hmm.
0: help them.
1: Find a way to heal for themselves. Yeah. And thirdly, is to give a voice to people who may not have one. Yeah. Or, who, or those who have a loved one experiencing those things, but they don't understand what they're going through.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, like, they just don't get it. Yeah. And that's yeah. that, not like a judgment on them. That's mm-hmm. not me. That's just like the you know, I like, I don't there's plenty of things about people I don't
0: get.
2: Right. Like
1: so like when people just don't understand it and this this book, it can help with that because some of the things that I'm talking about, I feel like they put it in much simpler terms than like a diagnostic textbook or the terms that you hear from a doctor Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. you know that that, that, that's kind of what I aim to do with books and if I ever make (laughs) a significant amount of money I'd be happy to donate some of the proceeds (laughs) to uh, NAMI and Uh. uh, I've already donated to the Suicide Prevention. Love it. And, mm-hmm. um, I would also like to donate to AA and NA programs.
0: Wow. I love that. You know, thank you. Thank you from all of us for, for doing that. That's that's amazing. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Now, Jake, I know that, you know, we've talked a lot about your writing. Um, real quickly, are there any other... You know, creative hobbies or interests that you have that we should be on the lookout from you.
1: Um, I'm a digital artist.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so on my Instagram, uh, Maxwell dot art and writing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, spelled as exa- exactly how you think it would be? <laughs> uh, you can find a lot of my art, uh, artistic endeavors. Um, and see a lot of the uh, digital art that I've produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is very abstract and psychedelic in nature.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I get a real kick out of doing it. It's just fun. Like it's not something that is for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think do it for anybody but myself. If somebody else likes it, cool.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I, uh, I know a lot of people that I used to hang out with would be really into it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's something that I'm working to turn into, um, there's this new thing, or well, it's not super new anymore, but it's a thing that I'm going to try and get into and see how it goes. Okay. Um, they're called NFTs. Oh, um,
0: gotcha. So
1: mm-hmm. um, I'm going to try and turn some of my pieces into art NFTs.
2: Yeah.
1: And if I can capitalize that way. Right. And unless anything goes for my art, if uh, I end up making any money out of it, some of the proceeds will definitely go to a number of different foundations that I deem appropriate. hmm and uh the like i said the ones that i listed off suicide prevention AANA and uh nami
2: mm-hmm.
1: all um, on the uh, hot list for those but uh that's low going um i just just barely got into this space mm-hmm. so not something i'm Super familiar with yet. Mm-hmm. It's not something I've advertised a lot of yet. Um, I'm still networking with a lot of people to kind of build that, that following for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, outside of that, um, I personally do not have any more major creative outlets mm-hmm. like I. I don't, which that's just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have a lot of videos of it because I personally don't think I'm that great at it. I'm bad. I'm just not like wow worthy.
0: Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> but you know, but, you still can put your work out and everything. I think people love seeing the process of how things work.
1: Yeah, no, like I said, it's I don't I don't think I'm bad. I can do a there's a couple of tricks that I can do that make people go oh wow that's that's
2: cool
1: <laughs> um but like i i don't have uh like if i made like one video like with i have a video or two on my instagram
2: They're mm-hmm. very
1: way towards the bottom mm-hmm. um that's like all of my tricks uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like i mean or at least the vast majority of them it's uh, it's hard for me to link them all together like i can i can do things and but like making it look really flowy and pretty and like i'm just dancing with them mm-hmm. is more of a challenge for me mm-hmm. i used to be a lot better at that whenever i was on a lot more substances mm-hmm. gotcha um, it was a lot easier to find what is called the flow state
0: <laughs> I gotcha uh,
1: <laughs> yeah um, not saying I can't do it now saying that it's harder
0: yeah no I, I understand for sure <laughs> definitely okay well thanks so much for sharing all of that with us today you know I really love just being able to talk to um, to a local artist and and people that I've seen so often throughout the, the years and just it's so good to actually have a sit-down conversation and get to know you more. So before yeah, and before we close out, there's a couple more things I want to ask you. What is the biggest bit of advice you would give to your younger self?
1: Ooh. Don't do drugs. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no. Um honestly, biggest piece of advice I'd give to my younger self is to stop worrying about whatever what you think everybody else wants from you mm, mm-hmm. and just be true to yourself
2: yeah what has given me
1: a lot of
0: grief mm. mm-hmm. yeah those are great words i think everyone even you know even adults to this day still some people really just Need that bit of advice because we get so caught up in pleasing others or, you know, kind of getting caught up in like keeping up with the Joneses or what have you. But at the end of the day, it's if you're happy with yourself, you're good. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Like, it's not about what everybody else thinks of you. It's not about what everybody else expects of you. It's mm-hmm. not about what everybody else wants from you. Mm-hmm. It's about what you think expect and want
2: from yourself
0: yeah yeah and i know you mentioned already um your your instagram account is there any other social media accounts that you have that you'd like for us to to follow you at
1: uh yeah uh you can follow me on um facebook at j maxwell dash writer and illustrator
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you can follow me on twitter at j maxwell all one word, underscore, writer.
0: Perfect. So Instagram, um, Facebook, and Twitter, and Amazon, where you can purchase his book.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Alrighty. Well, thank you so much again for your time today. Um, It's been such a huge pleasure talking to you. And um, everyone out there, thank you for joining us. Please go follow Jay Maxwell and all his work on social media. Make sure to check him out. Check out his his, um, poetry. And be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to Tape This. And stay tuned for the next episode, y'all. We're going to have Arlington Citizen Media in July. And as always, stay safe and spread love and light anywhere you can. Bye, y'all.
2: Bye.